Hey everybody, it's Xander. We're off this week, but don't worry, the final installment of our limited series, Philippinex Fandom, will be back for its final episode next Tuesday. But rather than leave your feed blank, we're tossing in a mini-episode. This year is the 20th anniversary of the Batman Beyond premiere. Last year at New York Comic Con, we got to sit in for a conversation with the Dark Knight himself, Kevin Conroy, to talk about the classic series, the infamous Titans F Batman line, and how he created the iconic voice. We hope you enjoy, and we'll see you right back here next week. Yeah. Do you have any funny stories with Mark Hamill? Being in the booth with Mark Hamill is a very dangerous place to be. <laughs> because, you know how Jim Carrey has that rubbery kind of face where he kind of becomes a character? Mark does that. Mark is just such a... He's a physical actor. And he starts, you know, ooh, daddy. And his whole, like, yeah, this whole thing happens with his mouth. And he's spitting all over me. <laughs> and I'm in there, and I'm like, oh, man. You know. um, we have so much fun together. He's such a generous, good guy to work with. He's a genuinely good guy. He, you know, actors are people. There are, there are kind ones and mean ones and generous ones and selfish ones, just like people. And Mark is just one of those people where, one of my favorite images of Mark is when he's watching other actors, sometimes you look over and he'd be like this. <laughs> he's literally like a 12-year-old, just joyously watching the other actor because he's genuinely loving what they're doing. You don't get that with a lot of actors. Usually it's kind of like, more like this. You know, sort of a jealous kind of. Now he's, he's unique. Um, but that's, that also says a lot about Andrea Romano and the kind of actor she casts. Because I have to say, of all the shows over 27 years, I don't think there was a bad apple in the group. Um, everyone, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., Roddy McDowell, I mean, anyone you mentioned, Richard Mull, Adrian Barbeau, Tara Strong, just great actors. Maurice LaMarche, I mean, everybody. You've talked about how you found the voice in the past, but um, was there like any sort of warm-up or mantra you got before you went to the Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like added, you would say, there's as a, great, a character. There's a great story in the theater about Ethel Merman. She was asked yeah. what she does to warm up, and she goes, well, warm up? Why waste the voice? <laughs> 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 when I'm, uh, I'm done in here, I'm talking to the cast of Titans, and in the trailer, Robin had a not-so-nice thing to say the Batman. Do you have any response to that? What does he say? Oh, you haven't... Well, oh, I don't you know. Oh, you haven't, you haven't seen the Batman trailer? No! <laughs> Breaking news! Yeah. That's what he said. That do you... <laughs> now, do you think Dick Grayson would actually say that about Batman? Because I don't think so. Well, he is very frustrated. He does sure. get very, very frustrated. Ultimately, he kind of um, struggles under the um, shadow of Batman. He really does, the character. So I can see him getting that frustrated. So if Bruce was there when Batman had said that, or when Dick had said that, um, what would, uh, what would Bruce I think it would have been a physical response. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your favorite episodes? Perchance to Dream, I think, is a great episode. Any of the ones that dealt with the psychology of the character. 
And that one does. He gets drugged and he goes back into his childhood. And he faces his parents and stuff. Anything that deals with the genesis of Batman, how he evolved, that's what I love about um, Mask of the Phantasm. It's all that backstory. Um, so I love those. If you weren't the Batman, what other character would you want to play? You know, people ask me that, and I never have an answer because I'm like, well, when you start at 100, where do you go? He's the coolest character. What do you do, you know? Because he's the one who's the most complicated, he's the most screwed up, he's the most noble. Everything about him is, is extreme. So that the only other characters I want to do would be villains. And actually, I'm doing a villain on, on, on Nickelodeon soon. They haven't released yet, which is a blast. Um, it's a total departure from that. It's a great character. What do you hope fans get out of the Blu-ray? What do you want Just to respond a, to? Just a renewed appreciation of the amount of artistry that went into creating the show. Because they're going to see the, especially the visual artwork, in a whole new way, and in the way it should have been appreciated from the beginning. It's so beautiful. How did you keep, when you were voicing Batman and Bruce Wayne, how did you go into the two different personas? How did you keep them separate? By just reminding myself all the time that Bruce was the performance. That Batman is, 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 is what happened to him after his parents were killed. That's where he settled. That was how he dealt with the horror of watching his parents get done. It's almost like Bruce Wayne died when he was a child. And he compensated for it by becoming this thing. And then when he has to go to work, he puts on a suit, and he puts on the Bruce Wayne man, and he faces the world, like we all do. So that way the Batman character was always rooted. So that way the Batman voice never sounded like I was putting it on. And sometimes it sounds that way when actors do it. Um, so it always sounded organic. Do you know what I mean? Well, congratulations. That was the truth. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.